Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. The Brain Chips Show! Oh my god, here we go. Every day. Six days a week, right? Am I right? Five days a week, Monday through Friday. Here we go. Let's bring. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. What's up, vegans? How the heck are you doing? You know what? I am in St. Augustine, Florida, where yesterday I had such a cool day. And today, it's like, it looks like Florida out there. It's rainy and stormy. I'll, I'll post some video, I'll post some pictures and some videos today on the um on the on the community tab and on InstaGerms. I will let you know what what it looks like. It's a little ridiculous. All of a sudden raining and stormy again. I had rainstorms in Jacksonville. I have had now rainstorms in St. Augustine. St. Augustine of course is America's oldest city and I'm so pleased as punch to have been able to at least go out yesterday. I went to the fort. I went down the old town St. George's Street. I saw the oldest schoolhouse and the oldest shop and the oldest jail and the oldest this and the oldest that and the oldest other thing because it is America's oldest city. So longest running city. They like just uh, if you want to you know put too fine a point on it. But such a cool town, man. Um, I really, I, I did not think that I would like a part of Florida this much because you know, as a Californian, you think about Florida. We're kind of set up as rivals, right? We're the Golden State. They're the Sunshine State. In California, we have um, liberals that sometimes get a little crazy, a little stupid. Here, they have Republicans that get a little crazy and a little stupid. But I think that the crazy Republicans are worse and more scary than the crazy liberals. You know what I mean? Crazy Democrats and liberals, they're just stupid. Just like they're, they're equally stupid, I think, you see. But I would say that the liberals at least think that, oh, we're going to make the world a better place. And the Republicans are like... The world's fine the way it is. Praise the Lord. Pass the ammunition. Make sure the government doesn't take my tinfoil hat or else we're all going to make sure that you keep the you-know-what away from the you-know-who and you know that there's probably a sex scandal pizza place underneath your feet in the subways. There might be lizard people talking to the gods, the old gods before our god, the one true god, became president. That's how the rep crazy Republicans are. So I feel like in um, in the in in California they don't have we don't really have shops that say uh, fuck the president and things like that. Like we don't have that here. They do here. They definitely do. You have a whole like 
respectable looking shops that have clearly the owner has gone over the deep end at some point in the last 10 years and has all this pro-Trump, but not necessarily pro-Trump. It says pro-Trump stuff there too, but it's always like super anti-American stuff, like kill all... Anyway, yeah, it's always like really aggressive, a little bit scary. So you see stuff like that in Florida, but goddamn, you know what? If you can look past that, um, and, 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 and I'm trying to, such an amazing place. I love Florida. I turns out it's so it, like the, the ocean is so beautiful. The it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of the Yucatan Peninsula with like the colors of the houses and the foliage, like the thick forest, like jungle style foliage. Like it must've been crazy. It must've been just um, very daunting when the Spanish got here and it was just wall to wall jungle in Florida filled with giant lizards who will eat you. Like we have giant lizards who would glad, who will gladly eat you. Even um, Steve Irwin, when he was uh, still alive and harassing animals professionally, he, um, he would say that the crocodiles of, of of Australia are far more predictable and friendly than the alligators of Florida. That he would take a mad. I take a I take a croc three times the size, three times the size. I would. I what's good for me is a flash car and a gold plated dunny. When I could have a croc on my land, and I put crocs on it, and I have three times the size of a croc rather than an alligator right here in 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 Florida. That's how um, Steve Irwin used to talk. If you're a little young, maybe you don't know who Steve Irwin is or was, but uh, he was a, a guy who made money uh, exoticizing animal. Uh, I don't know, making animal. I don't making animals seem exciting, and um, he made money having zoos and stuff and conservations. He and then and then a. And then a stingray stabbed him in the heart because he was messing with the stingray. <laughs> Don't mess with stingrays, guys. I have seen for, firsthand what a stingray can do to a human. And you don't want to you don't want to have a stingray anywhere near you. I promise you I've seen stingray. Okay, so at least two or three times. I, I've already told my story on the channel before. And you can check out a video of it if you'd like. But um, I saw a guy get his hand ripped in half by a stingray. I saw a person get his foot stabbed right through by a stingray. And uh, now, and and I've heard of, you know, Sting, St Steve Irwin died of stingray right through the heart. Stingrays give love a bad name. They shoot you through the heart. <laughs> you give love a bad name. Thoughts on Zeus. Ooh. Zoos are so complicated, aren't they? Are they complicated? Let's see. We'll go to other places and incarcerate animals. But here's the thing. I'm really not. Here's the problem with zoos. You want to know the big, the real problem with zoos? They're not all created equal. All zoos are bad, first of all. But can some do good? Hmm. Of course they can. Because when, let's say, um, a massive animal rights organization tears down a um, 
like for example the Rockbridge Zoo it was a victory Rockbridge Zoo is closing guys they they pulled out uh they they confiscated 100 animals from the Rockbridge Zoo in Virginia a zoo that I'm very familiar with I've always said it's unbelievably disgusting that they're there 100 animals 70 I think two of which were alive 28 were dead and they 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 they've rescued those animals what do you do now with large giraffes let's say what do you do with them it you, you closed down a roadside zoo because these animals are being uh, you know abused in virginia what do you do with a giraffe you're an animal rescuer what do you do sometimes the only choice is another zoo uh, a zoo that doesn't overtly um, abuse animals so the animals still they still are going to be incarcerated for crimes they never committed but how do you what do you do so you hope to get them into a more you know what i mean it sucks and this world sucks that we even have zoos zoos are wrong we shouldn't have zoos zoos are bad i don't go to zoos i will never go to a zoo i will never ever you'll never see this face at a zoo but um are some zoos still helping out? Does, did San Diego bring back the California condor through their conservation efforts? Yeah! As my friend Turning Veganese would like to say, it gets a little complicated. But don't zoos keep animals safe? No, no, they don't. As you can see, most zoos don't. They harm animals. Not only are they exploiting the animals by for you know by keeping them incarcerated for money, they also are not safe places for animals. Animals do not do well in captivity, and a lot of them, most of them, can't actually afford their businesses. They try to run their margins very short, so they they, they skimp on feed. They skimp on uh, very very minor creature comforts. Most zoos are really horrible hellscapes. There are some better than others though. This is the this is the 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 harsh truth that most vegans don't want to say. Sometimes a zoo is necessary in order to shut down the horrible ones. It's it's a really messed up catch 22 situation. It's fucked up. We are in a system of oppression. We are entrenched in it and um yeah, but I would I would go to, I would go so far as to say like 90 5% of zoos are torture are torture camps. They're torture camps. Yeah. You can exploit someone even if you don't harm them directly. Zoo in a nutshell. But most zoos are harming their animals. Have you not seen Tiger King? You think those animals weren't being harmed, being fed disgusting leftover flesh from supermarkets and whatnot? You know, I mean, it's it's a, a zoo is a horrible place. Maynard Spaceship, my people. What's up, Maynard? How you doing? Hey, what's happening? Sky Daddy in the house. Irwin really put his heart into his craft. He sure did. He, he couldn't. He, he he couldn't help. He couldn't help but put all of his heart in. And when he did, he just ended up. Uh, well, it, the world will break your heart if you let it. The world will break your heart if you let it. What's today? Today is National. What the heck? December today's December thirteenth. It's National Horse Day. We did National Horse Day yesterday. I thought, well, we had two days. National Day of the Horse. What the hell? This is BS. Okay, so uh, National Cocoa Day, National Violin Day, Pick a Pathologist Day, National Guard Birthday. Oh my gosh, it's a National Guard Birthday. National Guard. You know what? 
before the world before the world decided to go topsy turvy in America, and NRA decided that they that every human being has to have a gun in America, there used to be a thing called the National Guard. <laughs> there still is a National Guard, but they were considered our well regulated militia, as described in our um, in our constitution our constitution says that every state should have a net well regulated militia there he is there's our national guard there he is he's going to help at home the idea is to have a paramilitary group or a military organization that helps when we have things like hurricane katrina right you need a bunch of dudes that can dig holes and help people they're called the national guard thank god god bless them we need the national guard the national guard is supposed to be helping us out during times of emergency when godzilla attacks got national guard are the first ones that come up they try to help they're the ones that there's the ones that you know get Godzilla to go back into the water. So National Guard is supposed to be a great thing when you have a riot and um and a bunch of people who are you know are have more melanin than you do are demanding rights. You call the National Guard and they'll just kill everybody like they did in Detroit. If let's say you have a bunch of young people who are demanding the right to freedom of speech and you're saying well, freedom of speech is great, but not for you young people. Well, you could call the National Guard. The National Guard will come kill all the young people for you. They'll just shoot into a crowd. That's no problem. The National Guard have no problem shooting into the crowd. That's what they're there for, to shoot blindly into crowds. The National Guard, they're great. So if you think you, I have had lots of friends in the National Guard because the way they get you in, they promise you that, hey, if you get into the if you take the National Guard, you go and you just you just train on the weekends, you just do some paintball exercises on the weekends, and you just pretend to kill each other for a while. We'll give you free college. And that was a good plan for a long time. In fact, George W. Bush, in order to avoid going to the Vietnam War, he joined the Air National Guard. The Air National Guard was basically, hey, you'll stay home, you'll go to you'll go to war every other week, you'll train on the weekends. You're not really going to go to war. You're just going to stay at home. You're not going to go because his father and his father's father were extremely rich and influential men. George W. Bush was able to avoid being deployed into Vietnam and by joining the Air National Guard. Good plan, right? Right? So, but today, what? oopsie daisy, all the poor people, they caught on and they joined the National Guard. So when um, Afghanistan and Iraq happened, happened, I shouldn't say happened, when America decided to wage two illegal wars in the Middle East for 20 years, we didn't have enough people to go. So one thing they did was hire mercenary armies. But the other thing they did, because America needed boots on the ground, was to deploy the National Guard. England did the same thing, but in America, it was a big deal. So a lot of my friends who signed up for paintball on the weekends to pretend to kill each other and then kill civilians if the time came, wink. But it hasn't come. It hasn't been the 60s for a long time. The, the National Guard, they don't, they don't usually get called to kill people these days. They still do sometimes, but... National Guard will get called to kill civilians in this country. That's what they signed up for on, you know, maybe kill a few civilians here at home. They didn't sign up to go to Iraq and Afghanistan, but that's what they did. So a lot of my friends growing up, they joined the National Guard thinking that they were going to get free college. But got, guess what they got? They got World War Three in Afghanistan. <laughs> that's what happened. So, yeah. 
it's pretty messed up. But it's their birthday. Happy birthday, National Guard. December 13th commemorates the National Guard birthday. The Massachusetts General Court established an official militia for the first time in the American colonies in 1636. A well-regulated militia. Each U.S. state, District Columbia, Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, and territories of Guam and U.S. Virgin Islands maintain both an Army National Guard and an Air National Guard. You see? We have to kill them from the land and by the, by the air, but not the sea. We got the Navy for that. We got the Coast Guard for that. We don't have boats for the National Guard. National Guards are just for on land. While not recognized as federal holiday, National Guard members across the country celebrate the birth of the oldest military organization in the United States with galas or galas, balls, galas, balls, galas, balls. That doesn't sound very military friendly and birthday parties since the national guard is an integral part of each state commonwealth and territory we all have a reason to celebrate this birthday take time to recognize a national guard soldier or airman you know i'm going to take look it's all the way from massachusetts the massachusetts bay colony established three regiments designated east south and north you know my guest today is from massachusetts bay colony i'm really excited that maybe he'll he'll be super stoked about the national guard birthday because it's it from massachusetts it's a massachusetts thing after all they started it there you know what i mean old ironsides and all of that the national guard predate all of our um, other military organizations. Bet you didn't know that, did you? So National Guard, don't denigrate the guard, they say. Don't denigrate the guard. I choose to remember George W. Bush, who joined the Air National Guard in order to avoid going to Vietnam. Vietnam was possibly the worst military decision in the world. And probably, I don't know. A 10-year war. I mean, I know there were other bad decisions in military history that, you know, d d resulted in horrible defeats. But a 10-year, a 10-year war that America lost. So many young men died. Something like 60,000 people on our side. Something like 3 million on their side. All died. And George W. Bush didn't want to go, so he didn't. He joined the Air National Guard. God bless America. Happy birthday, National Guard. How are you guys doing out there? But zoos keep animals safe. We already talked about that. My people, yes. Did you hear the elephants are being born without ivory because of all the poachers? I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? Their ivory, um, you know, if we're killing all the ones that get the ivory... It makes perfect sense. Pretty soon they'll kill them for their bones. <laughs> These poachers. You know, isn't it sad that there's a demand still? Like, think about the number that how many people still buy ivory. So they buy ivory in Japan. They buy ivory in China. And I, I know everyone would be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't make fun of those people. Why not? It's like. What year is this? Join the 21st century. Join the 21st century. I think you should watch a video called How Humans Ruin Dogs. I think I've seen that video. Dogs should be wolves. Uh, we shouldn't have anything to do with dogs. Why people think dogs are wolves now after what we've done to them. Human beings, we ruin everybody. Have I seen the documentary Idiocracy? Absolutely, I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've seen Ow My Nuts and all of those wonderful films. All the Yeah, I've seen uh, Idiocracy. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. 
We had two presidents named Bush. That's true. Father and son. Mr. Herbert, President Herbert Walker Bush, famous um, sexual assailant and uh, son of Prescott Bush. Of course, Prescott Bush was just an outright criminal. And they're like the Republican JFK. They're like the Republican Kennedys where the patriarch was just a criminal. He's just, that's just what he was. He was a criminal who got into government, Prescott Bush. And then you have Herbert Walker Bush, who was possibly the most qualified president of all time, served one term. Herbert Walker, an interesting guy, fucking hypocrite, but whatever. Interesting guy. And you know what? Not the worst president, it turns out. Not the worst one. And then you have George W. Bush, who decided to, who finagled his way into one term, stealing an election and using the Supreme Court as a weapon, weaponizing the court for the first time in what I consider modern history, and two, starting illegitimate wars overseas based on just upright, just just outright lies, just just lies, weapons of mass destruction. Anybody he can't seem to find them, Hans Blixer and all the rest. I remember those days. Seem like simpler times now. George W. Bush, war criminal. Well, is he a war criminal? Cheney and Rumsfeld were definitely war, war criminals. Dick Cheney should be in jail right now. Donald Rumsfeld, I think he's dead. If he's not dead, he should be. Donald Rumsfeld's a piece of garbage. Zoos are businesses and spend very little on conservation no matter what they say. Shareholder dividend is greater than animal care or happiness. Absolutely right. And uh, they're horrible places. The world over, zoos are devilish places that shouldn't exist and should be wiped from the face of the earth. Um, they're blemishes. They're blemishes that we need to eradicate. But Sky, what about... Look, man, I know there's a couple out there that aren't the worst places on earth, but... Um, and I know that sometimes they're necessary evils when rescuing animals from worse conditions, but zoos, as a rule, are evil. Natural selection doesn't reward the intelligent and compassionate anymore. Um, I don't think it ever did. Look at us. <laughs> Should we put animals that kill people in zoos instead of putting them down? Oh, uh, interesting idea. Incarcerate them. Animals that kill people, put them in zoos. Hmm, what an interesting idea, as in like almost like a jail, like a real jail for animals, a, an animal jail, if you will. Interesting idea. Benji, you get a notification today? What the heck? I don't know why it was on. It was on. I uploaded this thing yesterday. I started it yesterday. Guys, um, you know, there's this question today is uh, Billie Eilish and three new studies look at vegan labels. Do they do more harm than good? What do you think? Billie Eilish, there she is, I don't know, looking tired, blowing bubbles. I don't know. What is her What is her aesthetic? Like, I'm rich, but I like wearing baggy clothes that make me look like a homeless person. But I like to, she just looks bored all the time. Poor Billie Eilish, I don't know, man. There she is, looking bored and tired with a Nike logo. Um, just ironically put on its end, I guess. I don't know what that is. Billy, uh, vegan singer Billie Eilish is she's not vegan. She's a plant-based eating Billie Eilish, plant-based 
dieter Billie Eilish recently shared her opinion in an interview in Los Angeles. Let's hear. She's like 21. Let's hear her fucking world-class opinion. Vegans have a reputation for being incredibly annoying. And a lot of the time they are. Sorry, because you know why? Nobody wants to be told what to do. Maybe that's true. But you know what? Stop being a pick-me vegan, you piece of shit, Billie Eilish. But there comes a point where I look around and see people I love so much who I think of as smart, compassionate people contributing to a culture that is incredibly damaging to the world. I want to be clear that I'm not preaching. Oh, you're not preaching? What the hell are you doing? Then go away, Billie Eilish. Go away, Billie Eilish. All right. So studying vegan food labels. Research presented. This is the, the big part. I don't even know why Billie Eilish is even in this shit. Fuck Billie Eilish. Uh, studying vegan food labels, recent studies have illuminated a few patterns regarding how food labels are in influencing. Okay, so 7,000 people, 7,341 particular, they had labels of food baskets, non-meat baskets, vegan, plant-based, healthy, sustainable, and healthy and sustainable. Okay, so here we go. The results, only 20% chose vegan. 27% opted for the one saying plant-based. However, when labeled healthy, sustainable, or both, the choices jumped to 42, 43, 44% respectively. This labeling effect was even more pronounced among red meat eaters and consistent across socio-demographic groups. Amongst red meat eaters, of course, red meat eaters are pieces of shit. Of course, you're going to want sustainable or whatever the hell. What is it? Healthy and sustainable. <laughs> In a separate study recently published in the scientific journal Appetite, the scientific journal, what the hell is going on over at Veg News that they think that Appetite is a scientific journal? <laughs> what are you talking about? Researchers conducted, oh my God, comprehensive experiments. <laughs> okay, the, 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 the scientific journal appetite <laughs> veg news what is wrong with you the potential implication is that presenting you menu items without the labels could help you guide u.s consumers toward more environmentally sustainable options i've been saying this for years that we should just put like i, I keep on thinking like if you if if some if some enterprising if some coffee shop right just called themselves Eco coffee or some shit like that. Friendly coffee. And they just happen to only have vegan um, milk, you know, whatever. The, and you just didn't tell anybody. You know, someone comes up, I like the latte please, with two pumps of this and three pumps of that and plus a dash of cinnamon and a, and a hunk of chocolate. You know, these assholes, how they order their coffee, these pieces of fucking garbage. I hate these people who order garbage drinks at coffee shops. Anyway. Back to the stuff. Back to the story. If they just had a, a we're eco, we're eco coffee brand, and they just didn't tell people that it was oat milk, it'd be fine. People would would just not even know. They would just they would just keep ordering it. That would be the whole thing. They wouldn't even. Same thing with like, um, if sausages had increased, because here's what's going to happen with sausages and other processed meat, they're just going to add more soy, more animal, more uh, vegetation into the products that are that are already processed, like Jimmy Dean sausage. They're going to add more soy, add more corn, add more stuff to the sausage, and less and less pig 
that's bound to happen as the price of pig goes up. Like if if tomorrow they decided to no longer subsidize animals um, for slaughter, they would dramatic. They wouldn't cut the pig out overnight. They would pull back on the pig, and you'd get more filler, L less killer, more filler. Less killer, more filler. That's what they would do. And it would be a better world for us, a better world for the animals, and a better world for, um, you know, is there anybody else for the planet? I don't know. The planet doesn't give a shit. But yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah. Somewhere in his property. VG was pretty, Vegan Gains was pretty rad before killing carnivores and, and consent training stuff. Uh, don't get started on vegan gains, guys. Why are we talking about childish and silly? But I'm really like this. I'm giving nightmares to Billie Eilish. <laughs> Why are you guys talking about vegan gains? Is that is that the jam? We got to do word of the day before our guest gets here. The word of the day is a good one too. It's exhort. Exhort is to try to strongly tell somebody something. I exhort you go vegan. What is wrong with you? Just go vegan. I exhort you. I, I that spend most of my life exhorting carnies to try to consider the simple fact that animals suffer before making their way to your 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 grocery store shelves or your menus. That's that's all I'm trying to do. I'm exhorting carnies to merely consider their suffering for just a moment. Just a moment. Just just a moment. Hey, excuse me. Just a moment. Would you mind considering the suffering that chickens go through before they make their way to your shelves and your menus, restaurant menus and grocery market shelves? Thanks. That's it. I exhort you. Um, exhortations. Uh, the, the vegans exhorted the young adults to uh, stop killing animals before the upcoming election. Now and again, the band pauses as the musicians praise and exhort each other more cowbell. Let's do it for the timing and then we'll break it down. I would love a violin solo right there. It's a G minor, not a B. More cowbell. I, I got a, I got a fever, and the it's, it's hot. It's hot, and I need a, I need a fever. Uh, it's so hot, and the only cure is is more cowbell. That's my Christopher Walken, although more quick, more quickly than I normally do. I'm trying to rush because I know my guest is coming on any moment. If you want to add, did you know? If you want to add a little oomph to your urge in speech or writing. Informal oomph is that we exhort you to try to exhort as an a synonym instead. Arriving in the 15th century, in the Anglo-French word exhort braces back further to the Latin verb ortare, meaning to incite to action, urge on, or encourage. Okay, exhortare. That's it. To intensify it, in essence, exhortare is a succinct way of saying really, really, really urge. The Latin words adhortare, its meaning is that of exhortare, and dehortare, to dissuade, also found their way into English as adhort and dehort, uh, respectively, but neither of these remain in current use. Okay, so exhort, we still got. So exhort is the name of the game. Please exhort and spend some time today exhorting people online to go vegan. Thanks. That was wonderful. We have a wonderful guest today. His name is Logical Consistency. He's going to exhort you to try to lay, to you know stay to stay consistent with your with your vegan claims. Um, actually, Jess, my friend Jess, found him on uh, 
on on the on the TikTok and Instagrams, and I think he's on wait Instagram or TikTok. I get them confused sometimes. Whichever one's less toxic, I think, is the one that he's on. Um, I really appreciate him coming on today. His name is Plant uh, Logical Consistency. <laughs> Plant based logical consistency. No, it's just logical consistency. That's all we need. Why are carnies so scared of soy? Why are carnies so scared of soy? Um, don't know. Why are they so scared of soy? Because somebody told them to. Because they're, because their daddies and mommies told them that it was scary. That's all. People are afraid of all sorts. Why do they people believe in Santa Claus and to adulthood? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing him on. His name is Logical Consistency. Here we go. Hey, how are you, Logical Consistency? Hello, Sky. I'm doing well. Can you hear me well? Yeah, you're a little soft, but I can change that. For sure. Are you up? We're going to bring you up. I'm going to take off this. All right, so give me a test, test. All right, test, test. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right, cool. All right, wonderful. Hey, um, so let me ask you a question. Um, I gave you a horrible introduction. Would you mind introducing yourself so everyone knows who I'm talking to? No problem, no problem. Yeah, I go by logical consistency. Uh, my name is Brandon. I, I don't mind sharing that. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am on Instagram, uh, not TikTok. I, I That's what I meant. Say. I meant to say I said the one less toxic, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, permit, I prefer YouTube uh, overall. I think I like the longer form content. So yeah, YouTube, Instagram. I'm there. Yeah, that um, I was checking out your Instagram yesterday, and I really enjoy what you're doing. You're kind of um, doing a lot of street activism that I know we like to watch on this channel, and there aren't that many Americans doing it. And I want to get to get to that. But um, why don't we go back in time and tell me how you got here? Like, you're vegan, and you went vegan how long ago? Um, March of 2017. Oh, wow. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So about six years. And we're talking, um, did, did you, what, what made you think of going in 2017? Let me see if I can guess what movie you watched. Um, <laughs> was it Cowspiracy? So I actually, so I went <laughs> vegan a little bit before Cowspiracy, but Cowspiracy okay. definitely, yeah, that was a good one. Um, no, for me, um, what's funny is, whenever I think about, whenever I thought about animals or whenever the vegan thing ever came up, I always had flashbacks of this one documentary I watched. I was like five or six years old mm. and it was an HBO documentary. Um, and I probably shouldn't have watched it. You know, it wasn't like kid appropriate, but I, it was on in the morning. Um, so I watched it and it was about slaughterhouses. And mm. the whole documentary was uh, slaughterhouse workers talking about how awful the environment is and what some of these workers would do to these animals. Um, standard practice, not standard practice, just all of the uh, harm and the suffering that was involved uh, or that was being caused by the workers, that always stuck with me. Yeah. Um, so Do you that the name is of always. It? No, I have no idea what this documentary was. Um, mm. I just it came on and I just kept watching it, but it was yeah. all about animal rights. Um, if I was five or six, this must have been what like two thousand. 2005 or something, 2004 or something. So I don't know what documentary was on at the time, but um, yeah, that always stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, even though I wasn't vegan for um, most of my life up until I was, um, yeah. that oh, it just always stuck with me. And then um, I actually got into veganism via like, I don't want to say a health journey, but 
the classic health journey, you know, where yeah, a lot of people do. They start thinking about their health. I mean, I've had to really change the way I feel about that doing the show because so many people tell me that, like, oh, I was thinking about health, and so then I started, yeah. So, what was you? You want to you want to kind of a fitness health journey thing? Yeah. So I got into like you know sports and yeah fitness and the classic. So um, <laughs> I but my concern was longevity. So I wanted to find a diet that would help me live the longest. Okay. Um, so that's what got me into plant-based diets. Um, I went through peer-reviewed research, started researching. Um, I found the various vegan YouTube channels, uh, mm. Vegan Gains. I found Gary Orofsky's video, yeah. you know, that famous video. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- as I started getting into, like, as I started learning more about plant-based diets, I got into the veganism as a moral position or an ethical position. And, um, it just kind of stuck from there. You know, the more research I did, the more convinced and the more, um, the, the easier I found it to, to choose that lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. When someone is confronted with the ethics, you immediately, I, I, I found that the people who are confronted with ethics earlier are the ones that really are, well, they become real vegans, right? They're the, mm-hmm. they're the real deal. Why did you, um, Think about activism, though, because now you are doing something, like I said, a lot of Americans aren't. Um, I can probably count on one hand. Like, There's tons of people in Australia and England kind of doing what you're doing, the street style activism. But what got you into activism? How did you just um, how did you get into it? Yeah, well, um, I've been watching like I, I love um, I don't want to call it vegan content, but I love vegan activism, like watching yeah. it, listening to debates. And I'm not. I like the informative stuff where it's going over studies and facts and stuff. That's great. But I really love debate stuff. Like I, I could play like a three hour long debate and listen to it in the background. I, I love that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I did notice, you know, I watched the classics, you know, Earthling Ed, Joey Carbstrong, <laughs> you know, those guys. And they, you know, they're from the UK or they're from Australia. Um, and I, yeah, from I, Australia I, in the UK. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I, yeah, I have noticed that there is really isn't much of that here. Um, but I genuinely, genuinely just love it. And I, I actually, I love, I don't want to say I love confrontation, but I, (laughs) I don't mind being in like a heated argument or debate. So, you know, after like, after six years of being vegan and accumulating all of this information and developing like, uh, debate skills and, uh, you know, I, I know I have the ability to be in that kind of heated environment without Mm. being, um, uncomfortable. So I wanted to kind of give back in a way, you know, like I, I have this, so I might as well put it to good use and do something. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're not conflict averse, then going out and being able to navigate conflict in ways that are, that are meaningful, um, I think is, is a talent worth sharing. Are you, um, you're in Massachusetts, is that right? Yep. I'm in Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, there's something about people from Massachusetts that like to argue. Is there something? Is that? Is that? Well, do you think that's true? You guys are over so at the I'm, Dunkin' Donut yelling with Ben Affleck and uh, who <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you. So I'm originally from New York, um, okay. so I don't think that applies to me. Also but I not, will tell you. Also known for a little bit of move the truck, you fucking. <laughs> like I mean, I've been to New York uh, many times, and if you don't witness someone screaming at another person in the street, then you're uh, then you haven't really been been to New York. 
So. Yeah, that's true. The whole kind of Northeast uh, <laughs> environment is kind of kind of aggressive like that. But I will tell you, based on my experience of, of doing street activism in Massachusetts, yeah, people like to yell and argue and, and like debate. Yeah, it's uh, especially where I am. I'm I'm in a more um, in like a pretty heavily or heavy conservative part of Massachusetts. Um, I don't know. Uh -huh. I didn't know Plymouth was so like guns and meat and you know very like um yeah conservative tip uh, you know traditionally so um that's also been very interesting uh you know if i was in boston i thought about going to boston i feel like that would be a whole different thing you know debating young like up-and-coming college kids and kind of more like um uh maybe progressive thinkers but in plymouth you think um, so but i don't know you've seen earthling ed they don't seem very you know true. progressive true, to yeah. me i mean i think that you put that sign what's your sign say when you're out there so describe your activist back up what what do you do like you're you're you kind of have a style that you've developed uh and for now you're probably you probably want to evolve that style but like what is it today like if someone goes to your channel what do they find like what's your what's your mo yeah so as of now um as many times a week as I can. I, I live right down the street from downtown Plymouth. So it's like a five minute walk and I stand right in between four bars. Mm -hmm. So there's four major bars and I go in the evenings. So I try and go when people are out, people are kind of in, in that rowdy mood. And yeah, I hold a sign that says, you should be vegan, come talk to me. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about a different couple, a couple different avenues of how I can um, kind of progress that or alter that but for now so i have a I have, I have a, a sign that says you should be vegan come talk to me and then people come talk to you and there's a <laughs> camera on a tripod somewhere and you've got mm -hmm. a mic or something right um and what 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 kind of people normally attract do you attract with that sign um that's a great question i would say that most of the time they're, they're it's i, I don't want to say they're anti-vegans but they're usually people who definitely don't want to be vegan and mm. either want to uh, try and mess with me or act, like uh, debate, you know, have some kind of uh, argument about it. Um, the reason why I, I continue to be out there is for the people, especially who are open to it. I think that's mm. why most activists do what they do is because, you know, we're not really there for the people who are dead set on not changing. We're there for the people who never heard about it or have heard about it and are waiting for an opportunity to learn more. So those interactions are, you know, my favorite are really why I keep going. Yeah, I'd, I'd call those probably the most rewarding, right? The ones of people who are like, I'm thinking about some shit, you know, like mm -hmm. I got I got some stuff on my mind. Even there's people who I've met that were hunters or raised in hunting families who they're just been thinking about stuff, right? They got something kind of worming away in the back of their brains and they got a couple questions. They never met a vegan before. Maybe they don't mm -hmm. have one that they could talk to with any kind of, um, you know, safe space type of vibe. So yeah uh so you go out there and and they and they and and but you're you're also ready for some conflict and so you get you get some drunks you get some people out there who are who are um in plymouth oh, by the way plymouth is the setting of the new thanksgiving movie is um uh, is it like the one in the movie is that what plymouth looks like you know i haven't seen the movie you have a, um, you live in no. plymouth and you haven't seen the movie thanksgiving that takes yeah. place in plymouth yeah, I'm going to have to see it. Uh, I haven't seen it, uh, but I can almost guarantee you no. Um, I Just from the trailer, it already looks a little different. I know they definitely uh, spice it up a little bit, but, um, but the parade is pretty accurate. 
the Thanksgiving Day parade that we have uh, from from what really? I've seen in the trailer. Yeah, it's like a really big, like ridiculous parade. Uh, so, so you guys have a giant Thanksgiving parade. It like because Thanksgiving you guys take pretty friggin' seriously there. Mm -hmm. And is is there really a um a mask and like and and like a do people dress up like pilgrims with a with a pilgrim mask? Oh yeah. So not just do people don't just dress up like pilgrims. They shoot like old muskets. There's like pretty much everyone in the general area comes to downtown and covers the streets. And then there's people wearing turkey hats, which of course, you know, pisses us, us off. But, um, yeah. you know, there's just that, like, I would say like thousands of people who just hang out. Get, and the best part is, uh, or one of the, uh, the funniest parts is in downtown where the parade comes through there, they also, all the bars open up. Mm -hmm. And this is like the one time a year, I guess, where they allow you to drink outside for some reason. So everyone's just like getting hammered, like, so it's you know, like, they're yeah. like, they're like in the bar, but they're like hanging outside of the bar. So technically it's fine, you know? So the streets so, are covered in glass. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And confetti and, and a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. So yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> and piss, probably lots of urine. <laughs> who is that? Who is that masked, that masked pilgrim sleeping in a pool of his own urine? <laughs> Why that's that, well, that's Parson Joe. That's our that's our that's our, <laughs> our pastor. Um, so it's like it's like Boston has their big Ireland thing, their St. Patrick's Day parade, and you guys have your Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I had no idea until see horror movies can be uh, culturally educational, and I've learned so much by them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should totally see it though. They actually, there is there is a whole thing where he he serves a human up as as a as a turkey for Thanksgiving. It's like a it's like a vegan cartoon. The way it, yeah, <laughs> I'll check it out. No, I heard I heard good things about it, so I'll check it out. I mean, it's worth checking out, right? Exactly. So in Pilgrim, I don't imagine, given all of that, um, the the pro Thanksgiving a ball or whatever like this this uh pro thanksgiving town i'm guessing they're not very vegan friendly like as as a city would i be would it be wrong in that assumption well here's the funniest part and i think this is this is a point i try and make um when i am talking to people who are like oh being vegan so hard even in a city that is like pretty conservative pro thanksgiving pro meat there's still like six places where you can get really good vegan options, like right in downtown. And yeah. it's really not difficult. And we're in like, like, like you said, like you'd expect it to not have vegan options, but that's how, how much easier it's getting nowadays and how many more options are available. Um, you know, but is it as good as like Boston or uh, Providence, Rhode Island or any other city? No, but it, it definitely, you can get vegan pizza, you get vegan ramen, you can get vegan ice cream. There's definitely options here. Is there a vegan restaurant in Plymouth? Like um, there's not a restaurant? fully vegan restaurant. Yeah, no, not yet, yet. But hopefully somebody will open that up. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's hard. I think people are lazy. I think people are stupid. I think people are benighted and easily fooled. I mean, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us, and <laughs> it's it's one of those things where if you, it, it, when it, for me, I was against violence oppression slavery 
there were no vegan restaurants for me when I went vegan in 2005, you know, mm. like, but I still went vegan and did not think it was difficult. I simply learned how to cook a lentil burger. I made small adjustments and those small adjustments led to big, mm, bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger changes. And I, I don't think it was hard. I don't, I never think it's hard to live by your conscience all you have to do is listen to your conscience. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I agree. It's just like anything else. Like once you decide to do something, you can make it work. Like if you if you really do want to live a certain way, you can make it work. It's all those are just kind of excuses that people use. But yeah, there was a thing where like during the pandemic, Ingrid Newkirk said this thing where it's like, oh, our way of life is changing because of... Um, because of the pandemic we've all agreed but i but she said something like it turns out our way of life is going out and buying things and eating out that's that's what our way of life is mm -hmm. going buying things and eating out and i think about it all the time because i'm like I'd, I'd rather do so many different things and i spent a lot of my life going out and eating and drinking and i think wow what a, what a bunch of waste of time you know like um that's not what I want my life to be about. All the all the restaurants I went to and all of the uh, all the bars that I frequented doesn't seem like a way to on my deathbed. I'm not going to be thinking about I wish I went to more bars. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the funniest thing is when I'm out there doing activism, a lot of people will be like, what are you doing this on a Friday night? You should be going out or something. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I prefer I prefer to do this. This is yeah, going out. Doing. Yeah, exactly. You're doing <laughs> something. You're actually doing something. You're affecting change. You're conspiring to change the world. And that's something that we need to be undertaking or else the world's going to, well, it's not going to look good here pretty soon if we're not lucky. A little luck. We need to change the world so um how'd your parents feel about all this you're a young guy i mean you went to vegan six years ago seven yeah six years ago right mm -hmm. did you um were they were they stoked about this or did like were you raised by hippies in plymouth wasn't raised by hippies i'm actually from i'm a first generation american so i do okay. come from a russian background so my oh. parents immigrated here yeah with my brother uh, rivet three yes Privet. yes <laughs> nice <laughs> means hello um, yeah but um so they are, um, they, they're pretty like, they can be pretty stuck in their ways or pretty traditional about a lot of things. But I kind of lucked out in the sense that they weren't, um, they weren't exactly like jumping on board with me. Like they, they still aren't vegan to this day, but mm -hmm. they've gotten, um, when, when I did decide to go vegan, uh, pretty much as long as I cooked myself, you know, as long as I took care of my own food, they, they didn't care. You know, they weren't mm. one of those people that were like, one of those parents that were like, you have to eat meat. Um, you know, they tried to convince me to go back for a little bit. You know, they said, mm -hmm. well, what about the health? Oh, you got to eat meat, vitamins. Um, but now they, they, they kind of understand that this is like the, the right, the right way. You know, veganism is definitely the way to be. That's great. I mean, um, are, are you are you able to date in Plymouth? I imagine the dating pool already in a place like Plymouth is a little rough. And now you're now you're adding veganism to it. What's the deal there? So I'm actually getting married uh, in August. Yeah. Is she vegan? Age. She is vegan. Yes, absolutely. Thank God. Yeah, no, I, I it always um, it's always a hard thing for me to hear when somebody vegan is dating somebody non-vegan. Yeah, um, it's impossible. Come on. Yeah, like I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, it's hard. 
It's be like dating a child molester. I, I, it's <laughs> like, or to me, to me, it's like dating somebody who's actively killing someone. You know what I mean? Actively, like if you if you're dating a serial killer who like they did their time, now they're out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They killed they killed a couple people. They did their thirty years or whatever, forty six. They did their sixty years. And now they're rehabilitated. But someone who's actively out there killing and you know about it, that's fucked up. Yeah, no, for sure. And it, I, I think it also like you can usually tell if the person you're dating is gonna like is receptive to veganism. Like when I met my current fiance, she wasn't uh, she was vegetarian at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but within a month of us like talking about it, she went vegan like right away. So you can usually tell where like um, where the person is going to, you know, kind of lean towards. Mm -hmm. Um, But somebody who's like definitively not vegan or who is not going to change, like wants to keep eating animals. um, Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one for me. I I don't know how anyone can do it. Yeah, I I couldn't do it. I could I could not do it. It to me, it is it is very much like dating an abuser, someone who is um, actively they know better, especially if they know you. They know all of this stuff, right? You've gone and right. told them everything and they just know, nope, I'm going to go ahead and continue um, hurting innocents, <laughs> hurting all of the innocent animals. I can, anyone who's innocent, I want to harm them. Mm-hmm. Disgusting to me. Uh, what's the, what's the future for your, uh, your activism? I'm really excited to, to hear what's next. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm going to keep doing um, street activism. I love that. Uh, I I, I do want to do more debates and get better at debating like um, online, like whether it's via stream or whatever. And then um, I also want to spread out into Boston, spread out. You know, I would love to do more stuff at colleges, like I mentioned earlier. So, you know, I just want to keep it going. There's no reason to um, to stop. You know, I, I find it really rewarding. And above all, I think it's, you know, there has to be a voice for these animals. Mm-hmm. You know, if, as like you said earlier, um, it's not many people in the U.S. are doing this. Yeah. So I want to see more activists. I hope that, uh, I, I don't want to speak too highly of myself, but I hope that I do inspire some other people to start doing more activism. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's the goal. I just want to keep going till, till veganism is a thing, you know? Well, how do you recommend that someone get into activism? Um... I would say that if you feel comfortable, like if you are confident in the knowledge, uh, in your knowledge of the subject, you know, you've been watching the debates, you know the information, you have sources, mm-hmm. um, just, you just gotta go out and do it. You know, try some, some are small maybe, try something like, try a little by little, maybe try some on your friends, maybe try some, you know, in like a small little area. And then as you get more comfortable, you could branch out and go bigger from there. Um, luckily in my case, I, have experienced a confrontation, you know, I, cause I did a lot of street photography. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but mm-hmm. where you go out you take photos of people on the street or you take street portraits, you ask people, strangers. So I, I'm kind of in a fortunate case where I didn't really have to do much. Um, I didn't really have to get comfortable. I was already comfortable with talking to strangers. Well, there's but... more than just, just being comfortable with talking to strangers. It's going out alone. I think that's, um, where I think a lot of people, even myself, I'm alone a lot of the time when I'm doing my thing and I'm okay. I'm a big person. Like I'm just a, a, I'm a large human. Um, if, if I wasn't, I might feel a little, uh, (laughs) differently, especially all these, when trolls come up and get in my face and stuff, Mm -hmm. 
um i would feel weird if i were a, a just a smaller person and so going out alone i think is sometimes the most difficult part and that's what you're doing right you're out there by yourself yeah yeah for and that's a great point um i am for i mean i'm six foot three um mm -hmm. you know 190 pounds i i yeah. usually i'm the bigger than most people that come up and talk to me yeah. so i am you know that is definitely fortunate and that allows me to do what i do but yeah going if you have friend, vegan friends or people if you go out in groups that's even better like i know my fiance she wants to get involved this summer with me so we'll hopefully be doing more activism together which will be nice um so yeah doing it in group settings is even better yeah i think i think that's a uh... I think that yeah, I think that's it. Like even Tash Peterson, she doesn't go out alone. She's got a she's got Jack behind the camera. She's got people helping her, taking photos and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. you know, get get a partner, go out there. But um, there's also all of the opportunities when it comes to um, organizations. Have you have you talked to any of those organizations or, or worked with any, or you've always been solo solo writer? Well, I, I, yeah, I started like I, I've only been doing activism for I don't know maybe five months or so, like since May okay. or something, or I don't know how many months, but um, so I, I, I am in the, I've been doing it solo, but I do know there's like a anonymous for the voiceless kind of an hour away, like there's a in Providence. So I oh, definitely, great. I think I'm gonna reach out to them and get involved there too. So. Oh yeah, please do. I think you would have a good time. Them and uh, We the Free, great. And also don't forget about PETA's grassroots campaigns. There's always something going on, um, especially the anti-first stuff is really great. And that's 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 always you know really easy way to get involved, especially for someone who likes it, who isn't afraid of some of the controversy or um, confrontation. Like AV isn't adversarial at all. You know what I mean? I, if people who aren't up for the debates, I always say do AV because you're holding a sign and you're answering questions. Um, whereas screaming and yelling at a at, a, at Max Mara, which is one of my favorite forms of activism. I love, I find it cathartic. I feel fantastic after, I feel like like a, like I'm high after I'm finished screaming at a Louis Vuitton and, and getting, getting this, having the, having the police and, and, um, and, and security this close to my face, you know, like I feel great afterwards. I feel like I'm pumped. So, um, it's, it all depends on what you're into. You're seven foot three and 225 pounds. I don't believe you, Brad McDonald, seven foot three. <laughs> Come on. Is it, is it Shaq? Seven, I think Shaq is seven foot three. I think he is. <laughs> I've been told I shouldn't go to the beach by myself because I would be dangerous. Well, you know. I don't know what beach you're at or where you live, but beaches can be dangerous. That riptide can be a can be a troublesome. It can pull you right out. I'm right by the beach right now. I'm in walking distance from the beach right now on the Atlantic Ocean. It's the first time I've been to the um, the Floridian Atlantic coast, mm. and it is beautiful. It's not California, but um, it is pretty. It is. Yeah. Pretty. What, what part of what part of Florida are you in right now? I'm in St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. My, so my like fiance, the... she's from um, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Okay. Um, and the beaches, she kind of is in like the, what is it? The panhandle. Mm -hmm. So the beaches the, there are the really, really nice. Yeah. I've never seen a beach like that. Uh, it's very nice there. Have you been to Southern California? You know, um, not to the beach. I went to Southern California. You know, I, I don't even know if it was Southern California, but I've been in California once. But no, not yeah. I don't think I've been to Southern California. Where were you? Beaches. 
Um, I think we went to San Francisco and yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. LA, Southern California. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we went to the beach. Though. No, a lot of people don't. They don't. They don't go to the beaches. Uh, we have the most beautiful beaches, and I think outside of Hawaii, but um, it's 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 just different out here. It's gorgeous out here, but it's like it's gray and windy and rainy here. It's not gray and windy and rainy in California right now. You know what I'm saying? They call this the Sunshine State, but the Golden States, uh, you know, the Golden have States ever, always. Have yeah. you ever been to Massachusetts beach, beaches? You gotta you gotta take a trip up here. Go. They're they're warm. It's sunny. It's like the best. The, the, the water you want to swim in year round, really, is what I tell well, people. <laughs> I've never been to Massachusetts. I've been, I've been to Maryland. I've never been to Massachusetts. I've always wanted to go because you guys have this boat there that I've always wanted to see called Old Ironsides, the USS Constitution, the oldest ship that is in service in the United States um, uh, Navy. And it is a clipper ship that is still it's still there it's still run by the military and i you can go visit it it's a tourist attraction but i've always wanted to see it you know like this 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 boat that's been sitting in the water since 1776 like that's insane like why do they keep it it's crazy that it still exists so it's been shot by cannonballs that's why i call it old iron sides because it's made of wood but a cannonball hit it and they bounced off it's a miracle wow, that's crazy yeah. Um, you know, today is the National Guard's birthday, which is which was founded in Massachusetts. The first Massachusetts is 1690 something. The first the oldest military um, in the in, in America is was founded in Massachusetts. So are you, are you going to celebrate National Guard's birthday today? Um, now that I know about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go get a cake, vegan, vegan cake. Absolutely. And I will enjoy all <laughs> your National Guardsmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah well um where can people find you where uh what's what's where can people find you and see more of your activism yeah so uh youtube logical consistency uh it's the same name for everything so youtube instagram i also have a website logicalconsistency.org um there's a lot of great resources there and you could fill out a contact form if you want to reach out for whatever reason so yeah Awesome. Logical consistency, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your hanging out. I can't wait to see what else you do. Um, thanks, man. No problem. Thank you for having me on, Sky. And I hope, uh, you know, to interact with you in the future for sure. So stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, everybody, that is our show, Logical Consistency. As you know, as he just said, you can go find him all over this place. Excellent, inter excellent interview. Why, thank you. You know, I try my hardest. I've been doing it for a while now. You know, I, I feel like I'm getting better at it. I'm pretty good, you know. It's over for us, vertically challenged. <laughs> Wildfire 6'7". God damn, Will, 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 Wildfire. I'm under six five. I'm like six four and a bit. Like I used to be six five when I was when I was young and and virile. And now, um, you know, over time, you get you get smaller. I'm like six four and three quarters or something these days. Five seven, one ninety five. Short kings say, "Ayo, one ninety five." Good lord, oh my gosh. I'm six two. LOL says Brad McDonald. These tall vegans, all the tall vegan chads actually doing a bulk of activism. Well, you know, it's important to get out there and try your hardest. I'm six foot. I'm small. <laughs> no, six foot is exactly the cutoff point for tall. So six foot would be like your 
tall. That's how we would put it here. Nutrivore's channel was removed. Can't say that I feel too bad about that. Nutrivore, what a piece of garbage. Certified thick vegan boy. <laughs> I'm going to sub to his channel. Been lurking this whole time, getting ready for the day. Vegan Stallion, you're a scholar and a gentleman. I'm glad you're here. Well, everybody, that's it. Um, that's it for the day. Thank you, everyone. Today's my day off. Tomorrow, I will be driving around St. Augustine. Oh, you know what happened yesterday? I want to say really quickly. I went into a place called... Um, I don't know. I saw this sign. It said, like, this is the happiest store in, in St. Augustine. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll pick up a patch for my for my a hoodie that I'm that I have patches on. And so I went in and they were patches. And she's I said, Are these patches or stickers? She goes, Well, those are patches, but they're stickers over here. And I look at I was wearing my my hoodie. I'm like, Well, I'm in the mood, I'm in the market for some patches. I don't know if you could tell. She's like, ha, 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 read the room. And so then she um apparently looked at my my hoodie a bit more and noticed that it said PETA. And she said, are you vegan? I said, oh, yeah, of course I'm vegan. Oh, yeah. And she said, oh, my gosh, I'm vegan, too. And so I met Patty. Patty is um, 50 Shades of Green 17. 50 Shades of Green 17 on Instagram. Uh, I, I tagged her on one of my latest posts. She was so nice. She gave me the patch for free. We ended up talking about all the cool shit we're going to do in, in, in St. Augustine on Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. St. Augustine will be going to Chick-fil-A, Buffalo Wild Wings, all of the usual suspects. I think we've got something like seven stops. It's going to be quite the day. I can't wait for it. I'm hoping it's not going to be raining so that maybe I can catch some good video. I've had a lot of rainstorms lately, so it's been a bit tough uh, to, to make any content. But I hope you guys uh, enjoy. I hope you enjoy what I do and, and enjoy this. If you do enjoy, consider becoming a Patreon member, please. Please go to patreon.com slash vegan, of course, or become a channel member. Um, that would be great too. I really would appreciate it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm broke, you know, you know, that's all. Do I need to tell you that, uh, this shit don't pay? So you, uh, would be very appreciated. And thank you to all of my channel members and our Patreon members. Thank you so much for being here. If you hate both of those things, go to veganofcourse.net. Pick yourself up a hat. Pick yourself up a shirt. They're pretty damn cool. All sorts of cool stuff. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please head on over to youtube.com. Like this video. Like it, you goddamn. Come on, like it. And then also, uh, don't forget to subscribe while you're here because this is the only place we're monetized. We make like 50 bucks a month on ad revenue, something like that. Um, <laughs> $50. Can't live off $50 a month, I'll tell you. I don't know how all these other YouTubes are doing, YouTubers are doing it. If you're not vegan, please get out now. Um, it is. It, you licked it. Thank you so much. Don't forget to lick and like. Lick and like. Finish the thank you list and you'll get paid. Done. I'll get done today. That is my day off. I'll be doing that. I am conspiratorial. I am working with my fellow vegans to create a better world without the carnies. <laughs> I think that we have to conspire to always do something without the carnies knowing. You have to make it so that they don't realize that we are changing the world. And I think we're always conspiring 
to make that happen. So be be part of our conspiracy, the vegan conspiracy. I like the idea of a vegan conspiracy. I know that there seems to be a, a lot of cult vibes lately that I keep noticing, but I think that conspiracy is truly where their security will falter. Shakespeare said it, that uh, security gives way to conspiracy, and you vegans can make it. Oh, my, my gosh, Jackie Boyle. Vegan gains. Thank you, Jackie Boyle. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so, so much, Jackie Boyle. I appreciate that very, very much. Salads in the chat. Make them think it's their idea. Exactly. Don't touch me. I love don't touch me. Jackie G. Benji. Jackie. So many small vegan creators on YouTube now. Sky should have Tofu Dog on to talk about her pro PETA video. I've been thinking about taking on to Tofu Dog. I'd like to have her on. I'll reach out to her. Um, I like that PETA video. I want to call it a pro video, a pro PETA video. I think it was just a very well thought out video about PETA. I thought it was quite good. I don't think she was like gung-ho PETA. I'm pretty gung-ho PETA these days. No, I haven't always been, but I am pretty um, pretty hardcore these days. Capital idea, says Michael Askew. All right, I'll do it today. Ladies and gentlemen, conspire with me to change the world. Thanks. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Come on, Michael Askew. <laughs> Planted Plates is a small channel. Uh, uh, Logical Consistency is a small channel. I'm always trying to promote smaller channels, but I guess I'm not a big channel. Is that what you mean? I wish larger channels would uh, do promotion for small. I'm not a larger channel. I get what you mean now. Dang it. Well, I'm kind of, I'm getting bigger. Like this, this, uh, this channel is getting bigger all the time. When I get to 2000, I'm going to shave my mustache. So help me by sh for sharing some of the shorts or something. Pick a short, share it, spread it out, spread it around like veganase, spread it around like hydro partially hydrogenated soy oil, spread it around like coconut oil, spread it around like vegan butter, and help me get to 2,000 subscribers because every 1,000 subscribers, I shave the mustache off. It's coming off. I can't find Plants and Plates on YouTube. Plants and Plates is a TikToker who just started YouTube. I think it's plants underscore and underscore plants. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can find it real fast for you. I think I can find it very quickly for you. See if my uh, YouTube will come on. Um, at Plants and Plates. 
at plants underscore and plants and plates is the first one I found. Uh, here you go. I'm going to show it to you. Plants and plates. Just search for at plants underscore and underscore plates. There he is. That's the first one up top. So if you can't find him, now you can find him. Yeah. So if you want, please go there. I think he might be on TikTok. He is on TikTok. He is all those places. So if you guys like that show, that's great. Can't wait for the evening show to come back. Angelo Vignaroli. I appreciate that. I try to do at least one evening show a week right now because of the uh the situation i'm in if you guys want more if you guys want more <laughs> angelo all right you want an evening show we'll bring back the evening show more i'll do more of them you and veganese both say that you guys want more evening shows you guys like those reaction videos but i always get in trouble when i do them but thanks all right ladies and gentlemen illegitimate non-carborundum don't let the bastards grind you down because i need you we need each other and the aminals need you most of all. Please keep conspiring to change the world. No one else is doing it, so we vegans have to. I appreciate you very, very much from the bottom of my heart. And I'll see you at the latest tomorrow morning for pre-shift from St. Augustine, Florida. Thanks. <laughs>